Holy shit. Um, <laughs> I feel bad because we've kind of talked shit on Chikara a little bit, but I just got a message from one of my friends that works for Chikara, and he goes, you interested in interviewing some Chikara guys? Yes. Is Chuck Taylor one of those Chikara guys? <laughs> I need you to text him that back immediately. Is Chuck Taylor one of them? Because yes. Can you get us sexy Chucky T? Please. No, we get some dude who's just like Alaskan mole rat, famed tag team wrestlers. Like, who the fuck are you, dude? Can we get Rock Lobster? Oh fuck yeah, Rock Lobster! Hell yeah! Wait, 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 no. Also, ask for Mister Azerbaijan. Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore. Oh, shit. I'm, that was typing. I'm the type boy, Blake Tanner. All right. Scotty, I'm, I'm so proud of you living your real boy life and your real boy dreams. <laughs> yep, I don't have to chill. I don't have to do it anymore. It's fine. Do you let Audible do that for <laughs> Audible shills for me, now. Yeah, no, no. I've I've returned to, I've returned to being a real boy. I've shaved my head. I'm here. Oh man. I like I'd like to think that you're like you're not shilling, so you're actually over there like freaking uh Dave Chappelle's character from his show. He's just like Guys, you guys got anything you need to shill? I can shill. I can shill whatever you want, guys. It's fine. Please. I don't got any shill. Anybody want some me undies? I can sell some me undies for you. <laughs> no one can sell me undies. I can't feel anymore without the shield. <laughs> I just want to begin this show by saying, Dylan, they can because I'm currently wearing a pair of me undies. And their soft micro modal fabric is super comfy on your downstairs area. Oh, man. So, how do you. I hope those underwear give you testicular torsion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, guys, how. I'm going to pose a thought test for you guys. How do you take a moment that would excite and delight the entire WWE universe and just fucking destroy it over the span of three hours? Like, just really pound that bad boy into the ground. Uh, Michael Cole's commentary? Well, yeah, that as well. But, like, dude, they even had a segment where Dolph comes out and is like, well, it says here in the contract that Seth can have someone in his corner. He could have just looked in the camera and been like, like Dean Ambrose. Who could it be? I would have shat. I read this on Reddit. I would have died if Seth had done the lead up to the, to Dean coming back the same way, even saying, oh, it looks like oh, I need someone in my corner, like a lunatic. And then Jason Jordan's music hit. <laughs> Damn, damn it, I thought you were going to say, and then Doink shows up. Yeah, Doink's there. Um, Doink, brah. <laughs> my favorite uh, meme to come out of the Dean Ambrose return, however, so far has been, Dean Ambrose went into supercuts and said, give me the heel turn. <laughs> Can you please make me look like a heel turn? No, uh, mine, mine is still Dean Ambrose. Uh, it was a picture of like him before and after he was away. It was like... New Dean Ambrose looks like he, like, choked old Dean Ambrose to death, but with, like, no change in facial expression. Yeah. Especially, um, Dean Ambrose has become possessed by Triple H. Yeah. Now, here's my... Th- Guys, I th- I've got a theory here. 
Uh, this is some Alex Jones. Okay, everybody, horror. put your put your put your tinfoil hats on. Scotty has a theory. I don't think he's as jack. I think he's just as jacked as he was when he left. I think it's the cut of his shirt. I think well, Dean has always been pretty jacked. Exactly, and here's the thing: what makes you look jacked? Defined shoulders. The shirt is cut systematically to show off the defined shoulders. So now the internet thinks he's jacked, but he's just as jacked as he was. Well, and he was coming off of a shoulder injury? Yeah. No. Well, I hope not. No, I don't think it was a shoulder injury. Okay, I can't remember what it was. I don't either. <laughs> he broke his finger and he was out for nine I months. Thought he, I thought he messed up his leg that's why he had to go to alabama where they send everybody who has a leg injury no they send everybody who has like any injury they send them straight to blake yes um i got a knock on my door when john cena tore his rotator cuff and he's like sup dude i need chill for a while (laughs) you're like who's speaking need those need those those magic fingers I would love if Blake just had a, sh- a shit ton of eight by tens like hanging next to his next to his door in the background, and we're like, "Where did those come from?" Ah, oh, that's when I worked on Triple H's fifth quad tear of two thousand and eighteen. Would be surprised. I've gone to a lot of the um, I forget what they're called, but they're the uh, they specialize in leg shoulder injuries, and I've had to go to some of them before. A lot of wrestler pictures in there signed. <laughs> yep. Um, so wait, Blake, when, um, I know you've got to work with a lot of wrestlers and their injuries. What was Randy Orton like? (laughs) Um, I actually had to stitch his dick back together after a writer tore it off. Yeah. No, no, no. They took a pen and just jammed it in there and then signed their name. I've removed pens from many places before, but never from a man's penis. Mm Mm-hmm. Never from the urethra. Yeah. Uh, it's like John Wick. I saw him castrate a man with only a fucking pencil. Fucking pencil! A fucking pencil, man! Oh, man. See, here, my favorite thing about this story is still the part where Stephanie comes in and he just, like, quickly hides his dick away. Like, the teacher has entered the room. He's like, oh, wait, hold on! Oh, not Steph, damn it. Mm-hmm get hunter with this later can't get this going around also i love that i think they know the controversy and they're playing with it bad phrasing um because on the latest smackdown i thought randy i thought my theory was randy my new theory was randy was going to attack during the jeff hardy match and then Paige would come out and be like well now since randy can't seem to take his hands off of him you're in the tr- you're in a triple threat match. That's what I thought. No, instead it just cuts to Randy and it's his body is leaning out of everything except for like dick level. And all I can think is just Randy's got his dick out behind the curtain as he's just peering off at Shinsuke just like soon you never know. Do you think he actually first of all I don't know if there've ever been any uh women writers for Raw, but do you think he ever did that to a female writer? I mean, there had to have been female writers, but even then, probably not. Like, I don't think so. I think he would have been like, that's going to be weird. He's drawn that line. Because I think, here's what I think was going through RKO's head. I'm just going to do a fun little gag on him and welcome welcome him to the crew. 
I'm gonna whip my dick out at him and then ask him to shake my hand and then, you know, mess with him. And it's like, no, Randy, that's sexual harassment. But it's a dude! No, Randy, it's still sexual harassment. Actually, like, with everything that's been described of Orton's personality, because he's been described as one of those guys who's, like, so good at being serious and intense that you don't know if he's actually being serious or not, or if he's fucking with you. Yeah. He reminds me of this friend that we used to have in college. Um, his name was Calvin, and he would do that shit. Oh, yeah, Calvin was straight. Calvin looked like a Jewish Dean Ambrose, though. He, he was jacked. Real fuck and tall as shit. Yeah, yeah. So, Ambrose. so my, favorite, my favorite thing to come out of this Randy Orton, uh, like, endeavor mm-hmm. is the story where there where Randy Orton is like, yeah, man, John Cena, like, back in OVW, I had, like, blew my nose into my shirt and just rubbed John's face in, and he he doesn't react to anything. Like, you could put your dick on John Cena's shoulder, and he'd just look at it and go back to whatever he was doing. Yeah. And I've done that. Yeah. Like, it was just that admission at the end that he just put his dick on John Cena's shoulder. Yeah. Like, like I was like, oh, man, that's a new level of ass clown stat, like, immature ass clown status, where you just I feel dick like- shouldering people. <laughs> The best reaction on Cena's part because that feels like the man that I don't think John Cena has ever been bullied a day in his life. And it's not because it's not for lack of trying. They tried to bully him, and he's like, "No, you're not. You're not going to bully me right now." Um, no, you're not doing this. I'm so wait. Listen, listen. John Cena is bullied by thousands of people in an <laughs> enclosed arena every night, and, and still- he refuses to let it get to him. He rises above the hate. I. I um, <laughs> I still want to start a weeaboo chant for John Cena one time, but I know it would never catch on. What if that's the one thing that gets him? That's the one thing that spurns the heel turn. He's like, that dude in Section 8 called me a fucking weeaboo. Look. Oh, that's fucking Scotty Moore. It's not porn. It's It's an Ahmed Prince of Tennis in the original Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no. Okay, my favorite... We're going to end it, but my favorite RKO story still was uh, Mr. Anderson came out about it. And he was like, yeah, one time at the end of the, at the end of like SmackDown, it was just me and Randy. And he got done taking a shower and I was just, ta- I was getting my gear off and he just walked in. And he just kind of, boop, plopped his dick in my boots. And I was like, what are you doing, man? He's like, boop, boop. And then I was like, Randy, there's no one here to find this funny. Why are you doing this? <laughs> I'm just... That's why. That's literally like His some men just joy. want to watch the world burn. Some <laughs> men just want to stick their dicks in other people's boots. Yeah. Like, is he squatting to do it? Is he bringing the boot up to his dick? No, no, he full squat. Full it's, squat. It's a... <laughs> it's a full sumo squat, legs spread, and bloop, bloop. Yeah. Um, I want you to know he had he he had his he had the uh, the towel up around his head drying his like his buzz cut while he did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All, okay, guys, I'm getting really pumped. Everyone was excited about Dean coming back, but really, I think my favorite return on Raw was Gangrel. <laughs> No, I don't. He was not in his human form. He was in his vampiric bat form. But he did make his re- grand return during the uh, 
Ember Moon Alicia Fox match, and it was fantastic. I want it, you to know. I want you to know. I read that show note, and I, I thought it said Vampiro returns, and I was just like, <laughs> "What? When? I thought he was exiled to Mexico for forever." Yeah. It, I just despite love, being Canadian, I thought he was exiled to Mexico. Yeah. I just love the GIF of uh of Rhonda just looking, looking back. That's a bat. That's a bat. It's like it broke her mind. For... Ronda has easily been probably one of the best like characters WWE has had all year. She doesn't break. She's very, very good. But a fucking bat will take her down. Man. If... I'm, still, I'm still really sad that nobody combined the old meme with the new meme of her like Mike like Mike Smack, so to where it like bounced up and then you just heard the down, 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 down <laughs> just coll- through the kaleidoscope. Nobody did that one. I was looking forward to it. It never showed up. I was so disappointed in humanity. I believe that nobody did that. Yeah. Well, Dylan, that's the thing about art. The art is what you see in the world, but no one else sees. You have to make it yourself. Like me, I saw that no one's ever made a pro wrestling podcast, and I was like, let's bring this into reality. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> No one, not 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 Stone Cold Steve Austin, not Cole Cabana, not Chris Jericho, not a single fucking person. That's right. Oh, oh man, speaking of cult, it's getting hard, man. It's getting hard to be a CM Punk fan. I'm trying my damnedest to keep holding on, but no, no, no. Really, here, here. Let me help you. It's really easy to be a CM Punk fan. It's really hard to be a Phil Brooks fan. <laughs> Okay, I'll accept that. I'm fine with it. You heard about the, I think it was at a Progress show, because they're like... 20- yeah, they're like, oh, it's the home of, of CM Punk, Cole Cabana. Oh, not only that, the whole crowd at once was like, boo, and this was in here's Chicago. The, here's the thing about Chicago. Chicago, like, like loves CM Punk. Chicago also res- respects don't fuck over your friends. Yeah. Like, that's, like, even the people from, like, Chicagoland, that seemed to be, like, a, like a an adage they like spouted despite never backing it up. But like, you know, it was that, that thing of like, don't, don't be a dick. Don't yeah, abandon yeah. your friends. And oh, oh. also like Cole Cabana's hometown, well, you know, I mean, it's yeah. all of their hometowns. And I, I mean, it's literally a hometown boy fucking over another hometown boy, at which point it cancels out. So now the one that's not a dick is the one that gets cheered. Exactly. You need to, you need to understand Cole Cabana is going to win the fucking like budget battle Royal. And take on Jay Lethal, and he's going to be so goddamn mega over. It's going to be amazing. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Part of me, uh, the part of me that doesn't understand how court proceedings works was just like, this is just setting up a storyline for when for when Punk comes back to ROH with a cult. And then I was like, wait a minute. That's a lot of court fees. <laughs> a lot of court and it's also Who charges 15 cents on top of all that money to photocopy things. <laughs> you bitch. Piece of shit. You piece of shit lawyer. No, um also I like every every match that gets announced for all, all in, I'm more and more sad that I wasn't able to go to all in. Like oh, there's yeah. just like yeah. Like the 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 semi main of fucking like Kenny versus Pentagon now it's just and now the only way you can watch is to pay like forty dollars for pay per view or yeah. buy the fight whatever and I'm just like ugh yeah. well, the best way to get some cheap heat when you're at all in is just before you come out all you have to do is play the static that came before Cult of Personality yeah, the whole, 
Well, see, with me, my fa- Oh, I immediately lost what I was gonna say. <laughs> Guys, I, the Alzheimer's is kicking in. It just came and then it went away. Oh, youngest man with Alzheimer's. Hello, everybody. No, no, okay, I got it back. I got it back. It was uh, a week before they announced the Pentagon Omega match. I went to the comments of the, or it might have been Dylan. It was one of the two. They're basically the same. I went to the comments for being the elite, and somebody was just like, just give us Pentagon and Omega. That's all I want. It would be a dream match. And then the very next week, they do it. And I'm like, they're fucking reading the comments. Wait, if they're reading the comments, book Silver Spoon and Captain Tibbs for commentary. One week later. Wait, isn't that what the best friends are doing? Wait, are they? No, I think the best friends have a match, don't they? No, the match was never announced. They were apparently supposed to be in one, and then Nick and Matt actually admitted that they'd forgotten. (laughs) They'd forgotten they had booked that match, and then booked the main event, the six-man main event instead. I would be genuinely terrified to let Chuck and Shrent fucking do uh, commentary for my show. Here's the thing. I would only be worried about doing half of that, because Chuck Taylor has commentated at PWG... And in New Japan. Yeah. I've not heard him in New Japan, but to be fair, his PWG commentary is just like, Oh, he just slapped that dude in the dick! It's like, alright, Chuck. Right in the dongle bits. (laughs) Those dongle bits, fantastic. Oh, he's dead. He's dead. (laughs) That's my favorite favorite Chuck Kaelic. He's dead. My favorite is still, uh, and it wasn't Chuck, it was uh, Kevin Owens, then Steen during the Candice and Joey versus Young Bucks match when they actually fight into the crowd. And at one point, you just hear Kevin go, Hey, Nick! That's my friend! Nick, come here! What's up? And then they (laughs) high-five. Oh, man. Guys, I'm getting bummed out, man. Because I just... I'm having to come with a realization this week that Enzo Amore's not returning to professional wrestling. Wait, are you saying, Scotty, that Enzo Amore will never be back at professional wrestling? I'm saying Enzo will never be, because in his words, nobody can afford me. Thank you, Enzo. (laughs) Thank you, Enzo. Oh, Oh, man, he face-turned right there at the end. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're thanking me for my long and arduous career. No, we're thanking you for fucking quitting. Thank you for hanging up the knockoff Air Jordans mm-hmm. and uh, and fucking off into the sunset. We're thanking uh, you in the same way the crowd thanked the big show that time he ruined that, uh, he ran in on that Sheamus and Randy Orton match. Oh, um, I think that they're, that's all he's saying right now up until his next rap album is an absolute failure. I do like the name because apparently it's called Rosemary's Baby. Which is a dope name for a rap album until he's like having to explain it and he's like, Well, my mom's name is Rosemary. So I'm Rosemary's baby. You get it? And I don't think he knows Rosemary's baby was a movie. I think he was just like, This sounds like a good name. No, I think he knows it's a movie. I don't think he knows what that movie's about. Oh, yeah. No, no, his next album. This is my next album, Thriller. Do we? Have, does anybody have one last funny thing before we go into the next segment? Um, bu- 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 the the irony of uh, of Charlotte saying that Carmella is a, a diva living in a women's world when she was the last divas champion. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's that was all right. No, because I think she that means she was the transfer. That means she 
the quickening came upon Charlotte, and then she was like, I am a woman now. Yeah, all right, fine. She won, she defeated all divas and became the woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also love how ridiculous the T-Generation X, like, the... Because, like, Becky and Charlotte, like, talked back and forth, and then Becky did, like, a small T gesture, then walked away sadly, and I was like, I never thought I'd be this upset over the not clinking of tea glasses. Oh, you're going to be even more upset when when uh, when Charlotte taps Becky out on Sunday. Look, man, don't. I don't want to think about that. Look, that's going to be in the predictions, so don't worry about it. Um... On the front page of Reddit, there's a post that says Stephanie McMahon letting the big dog sit on her. I'm sorry? I'm sorry, Blake Tanner? Could you please... No, it's a literal title. It's They own, like, a like a Mastiff or, like, some giant... Like, wait, what's the dog that, that they showed in Warner Brothers cartoons that brought liquor to people in the mountains? <laughs> that's how I know those dogs. I like to think that's exactly why Triple H and Steph bought it, by the way. They were just like, we gotta get this. Steph, we can drink from it. Hunter, I don't They're think big... that's how that works. We filled, a, we filled a little wooden keg thing with... with uh, fucking protein shake instead of booze, and then <laughs> it's fantastic. And you guys know what else is fantastic? Kevin Nash is an actual champion in a promotion right now. Oh man, my my favorite thing about that was my dad showed me the video of it, and my dad was like, "Look at how bad his power bomb is." I'm like, "He's a hundred and seventy two years old, and he's picking up this massive." Because like that was the same way he hit um. Like Big Show and all those big dudes with that power bomb is essentially if they couldn't do a sit up, they were fucked. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no. Then it's just the uh, it's, it's essentially it's like one step away from a Gonzo bomb at that point. Like yeah. you, you pray you don't land on your neck and pull in a bushy. Yeah, exactly. Um, there is uh, there is one thing that I want to point out really quickly um, that's just more wholesome than funny. Okay. The night of Dean Ambrose's return was the first night that Renee Young was um, announcing for Raw. Oh, yeah, that's right. I would have been so happy if she'd stood up for the commentary and be like, I fuck that guy. Oh, no, someone someone was like, did everyone notice that Renee did not say a fucking word when Dean came out? And someone replied with like, well, as moist as I was, you have to imagine what was going through her mind. And I was like, I need to cleanse my eyeballs right now. Oh man, but you do <laughs> so. Yeah. But you know what I never cleanse my eyes of? Our wonderful fans. Our one I ne- I always never oh, fuck, this one's terrible. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash a load of BS is the website where you can go and support the fight boys. You can support opposite attractions. A load of BS, fun fiction, all of our shows are made possible by the lovely people at home just like you. So head on over. We got perks over there for you to check out. And you can support just like our good friend Gazi does over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Now, gentlemen, it's time to get into it. And I'm not talking about predictions. Fuck predictions. Silver Slave's got to be garbage. I'm talking about the most important part of this show, and that's Dust Watch. Dust Watch! If we have any musically inclined fans, please make us a Dust Watch theme. 
and I'll just like get one of those old school soundboards that they use on like radio shows, and I'll just hit it every time that we need to play it. Also, if we have any fans, period, if you could just tweet at us one so I know you're real. <laughs> Please. Please. I want to believe. <laughs> All right, now. What are we gonna say to our good Chuck this week? Like I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. He had I mean, a lot on his Twitter. I looked. Um, I mean, like we could we could talk about how much we we could lie and say how much we love the new best friends with uh, with Juice. My favorite was I watched the promo for, promo video for that with my girlfriend. At one point, she just goes, "Are we watching porn? <laughs> what is this?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it. You don't understand." Oh, yeah. My favorite. You could totally, you could totally titty fuck Greg's back. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should, you should no, you should tweet that at, at Chuck Taylor. Like, hey, at sexy Chucky e. T. You think you could, you could fuck my pecs? No, hell no. <laughs> I'm thinking, yo, at sexy Chucky e. T. My GF thinks that hashtag is it popping hogs or popping dogs and talking hogs? It's popping dogs and talking hogs. Okay. My girlfriend thinks that popping dogs talking hogs is porn. Please tell her she's right. <laughs> please, please show her she's right. No, no, no. Please tell her she's right. And then a second tweet that just says, wait, show her. That's yeah, it. there you go. We've gotten good at this. You know what? You know what? You know what I haven't gotten good at or I've gotten mediocre at? Uh, G1 uh, predictions. Yeah. So I would like to I would like to first thank the two of you for indulging me in this because I actually had a reason to give a shit yeah, yeah. about midway through because like last year I gave a shit because I thought Kenny might win again and then the year before that Kenny did win which is the greatest G one ever and I still cry about it sometimes yeah but uh, this time I was just like well he's the champion there's no way he's winning because mm-hmm. Gato isn't Antonio Inoki so he's not stupid. And then, so, like, like as this was going, I was like, I have nothing to look forward to other than proving that I can somehow guess what a small, bald-bearded Japanese man is thinking in another country. Yeah. yeah. Now, do, what was the final tally at? You were at, what, 89, Dylan? You were, no. I was, before, before the finals, before the last three days, I was at 60, 62. Yeah. Or on the 17th day. I believe was like the last post before they posted the 19th day, which is like the final one. So on this, at the end of the second to last day, I was like there. And then I, and then the wheels came all the fucking way off (laughs) on the last day. And I dropped a two Oh three, which is I still, I think the best I've done in like best I've done. It's better than I did last year, but I think I did better two years ago. Because I was one of the fools that was like, no, Kenny's totally going to win this. No, Kenny's totally going to be the first white person to win the G1 ever. That's, yeah, that makes sense. I, I, was, say, I was rooting on the first, well, I don't know if he'd be the first, the first Tongan to win the fucking whole G1. I was going through your predictions, and, like, when we got to the finals, there was just Tonga, 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 Tonga. Yeah. Interesting. What? Interesting. Odd point. How uh, what what scored that net you, buddy? Well, okay, hold on. Dylan, of course, won, so you get an extra five points in our prediction series, which you desperately fucking needed. Uh, 
But, I also get to keep talking about the talking about New Japan, which I put on the line for the edition. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, Blake rounds out the middle, gets the silver with a nice six hundred and fifty. Could work, Blake. We'll say that uh, before the finals, I was at like the high eight hundred, so I feel pretty good. And we don't need to worry about mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the year of your place. <laughs> no. We are set. Hold on. Uh, let me try to do this math correctly. It would be another 15 years before we would be at the place you came in the G1 Pick'em. <laughs> yes, I was 2033rd in the entire fucking G1. So, so, so we're totally, so we're totally doing this again in like three months for the for the tag league, right? Good Which is God, fuck you, no. Oh come on, the tag league is like the G1, but if if Gato didn't give a shit, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, do we want to do NXT predictions as well? Sure, I have no idea what the card is, but I'll go for it. <laughs> the, the only one I know is the main event, and it's because it's the main event that made Aleister Black just kind of go fuck himself. I well, mean, that I wasn't it. It was ha- testicular, testicular torsion made Aleister Black <laughs> literally go fuck himself. Yeah. Yeah, like that was, I remember watching like the promo on Raw where it's like, Johnny Gargano versus... Uh, fucking Tommaso Ciampa. And I was just like, oh, poor Alistair. Damn it. In a normal match. A, uh, what did we no, do before? It's not. Oh, uh, we, we had a literally unsanctioned match. Then we had, like, a falls count anywhere. Now we're just gonna have a normal match. No, it's last man standing. Oh. Yeah, they added that. They added that. I like, I like how they had to... I like how they, they did it out of order because fucking Shinsuke and AJ ruined the last one. Yeah. Um, all right, we've got Velveteen Dream versus EC3, which, by the way, we didn't talk about it, but God, the segment with those two on NXT, where it's nothing but Velveteen Dream trying his best to toss EC3 into a pool for five minutes was the best shit ever. It was like horrible Miami Vice. I loved it. So, uh, so Velveteen Dream. Uh, yeah, Velveteen Dream, because EC3 got him in the pool. You know, that's the thing. Whoever goes in the pool is who wins. Yeah, he did. Hmm. I'm going to go with Dream. I think he needs a good He needs a good win, and EC3 wouldn't lose from yeah. Luke. I don't think EC3's ever lost a match and then lost any credibility. <laughs> like, yeah. EC3 could do anything, and I'd be like, yeah, he's a contender. Yeah, he, he, could, he could challenge. He could lose that match, challenge whoever wins the Ciampa Gargano thing on the next taping, and be like, that's legitimate. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain. Uh, Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era. I think I think the title reign they gave Mustache was just to give him a rub for when NXT UK sticks, starts up. So correct. No, I honestly know nothing about this feud in particular, so I'll just go with you guys. Yeah. Okay. Blake's playing some game theory right now. Are we gonna get to the end of this? And like, it didn't matter the predictions because we all said the same. Probably. Uh, Shayna, Shayna versus Carrie in a rematch of the last year's May Young Classic Finals. Uh, second verse, same as the first. Carrie? Okay. Carrie's on it, yep. I want to say Carrie will win. I'm going to keep it on Shayna. I'm going to keep it on good old Shayna. Uh, Adam Cole versus Ricochet. Um. Bay Bay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot to pronounce his name correctly. Adam Cole, Bay Bay versus Ricochet. Chase. Yeah, Adam Cole. Adam yeah. Cole. Um, Adam Cole. Championship let. Yeah, let. 
Yep, Adam Cole. Motherfuck. Oh, wait, no. Baszler. That's the only thing setting uh, anyone apart right now. Um, yeah, well, then, then whether or not you believe in the bald fucker or uh, Johnny Gargano in the last match. Oh, a bald fucker. Bald fucker, believe- 100%. You believe in bald fucker? Uh, Blake, you? Fuck me. Later. <laughs> hey. No, give me some of that ball fucker. Okay. okay. I'll go Johnny Wrestling. Okay. I'm down with that. I like the redemption of, of like, he he finally is able to literally, like, remain standing, and that's the end of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is the match um, that I think has the highest probability of ending in a draw. Yeah, I could see that. Do we want to make that an official prediction? or No, no, because draws just kind of rend all predictions invalid. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, now on to SummerSlam, which, ho oh, fuck, has 13 matches. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the worst seven hours of your life, and I include that one time that you had to go, uh, you had to, go to elementary school with a sinus infection. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say, including that one time I went to New Orleans to watch WrestleMania. I mean, that was which time? The most recent one. not The, the uh, first one was amazing. Okay. Uh, B-Team versus The Revival for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. I love the B-Team, and I feel like my obligation to picking the B-Team has run its course. No, you don't. You, you have to ride that ship. Shut up. That's your that's your Bray Wyatt. You die on that hill. I'm taking the revival. You stay over there in B team country. That's okay, Blake. Blake. I will die on it. Blake, I'm inhabiting it with you, buddy. B team. B team all the way. I'm with you. I'm with you, baby. Oh god. Uh Rusev and Lana versus Andrade Cian Almas and Zelina Vega. Um well, was that I believe you? I also... Was that you pretending to watch the match? I'm uh, I'm gonna go with Rusev because I always go with Rusev. Um, I really want Rus I really want Rusev to accidentally kick either Lana or Sienna Vega in the face. Yeah. Like do his like machka kick, except I want him to hit like Sienna, and then everybody be like, "Oh, she's dead! She's dead!" <laughs> like insert Chuck Taylor, <laughs> like she's dead. I mean, it could be. This moment where Rusev Day finally resolves the whole storyline with Aiden, and either they win the match and then celebrate with Aiden, a huge babyface pop, or Aiden fucks up and then Rusev beats down Aiden at the end after they lose. And that's what I'm going to call more. So that's what I'm going to say, Almas. So, oh, I never mind. Blake? Have we lost Blake? Or is Blake, Blake is frozen in thought over this match. Oh, there he is. Hello. I have no idea what happened. Chrome just crashed. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Um, you got, you got, you got Rusev or Almas? I'm going to say Team Almas. Uh, All right. Uh, Debray versus The Miz. Um, I'm going to take this one, and I'm going to say Miz wins. I'm with you, Miz. Ah, fine, Miz. <laughs> Dylan's like I didn't want to admit it, but Miz. Yeah. Oh, believe I me, there's think, gonna. Be I a... think I think that that WWE is gonna do the stupid thing and think that they can tell this story all the way to WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, which to quote Daniel Bryan, do you know WWE? <laughs> oh, believe me, there's gonna be a match later where I have to do my <sighs> prediction, but it's not up yet. 
Um, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Finn? Wait, what? Look, I'm sorry, is this last month? I know, right? And I think the month before that? No, it was just last month. That was it. Okay. I don't know, man. Baron Corbin has his illusions. I don't know if Finn Balor can go with Finn Balor. <laughs> Local motel magician Baron Corbin. Yeah. Finn. You're with Finn? Yeah. I'm tempted to make Finn my Bray Wyatt pick for the whole year. Um, it, honestly, if anybody is going to, like... He's my pick to win this next Royal Rumble, so... Um, I got Finn. I'm gonna say Finn, too. Yeah. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. Uh... Who do I think uh, Randy Orton's going to hit with the RKO and get disqualified? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, she, I, I, these are usually who walks out champion. It's not who wins the Oh, match. who walks out champion? Oh, the Nakamura, 100%. <laughs> yeah, if we're going by that, then I'll say Nakamura. All the money. All of it. Here's my prediction. Jeff climbs up to the t- is about to climb up to the top rope, about to hit that swanton bomb to win the match. Wait, what's that on his shoulder? That's right, it's Randy Orton's dick. Oh no, trips and falls, and then gets hit with the Kinshasa for the victory. All right, the only the only thing less likely than that is that uh, Randy Orton hits a springboard RKO. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I've got Shin walking out too. Uh, Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak. God, I wish it would be Drew. I wish it would be Drew. But, but Cedric. I believe in a better 205 Live. Yeah, I did too. And then they hired Enzo Amore. <laughs> no, I believe in a better 205 Live. Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak? All right, Blake, who have you got? No fly zone. Dylan, I'm going with you. Drew it up. Drew it up. Oh, you, you poor fool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is everyone ready to get real sad? Probably. Carmella versus Becky Lynch versus Becky Lynch. Becky Becky Lynch. I'm gonna dream board this into existence, Scotty. (laughs) You can't stop me and the thousands of other sweaty dudes that also like Becky Lynch. Alright, Blake. Oh, Blake is so sad right now. Blake is done with fucking life. I just want I just, to win I, so bad. But I just I, want Becky Lynch to be happy. I just she just looks like she deserves it, and yeah. she so, seems like such a really nice person. I already yeah. died on this hill, and I just don't think that I think that because Charlotte has been added, Carmella's walking out champion. Okay, good. I thought we were gonna have a three way with you saying Charlotte and me saying Carmella, but yeah, Carmella. Uh. Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins with Dean Serial Murderer Ambrose. Uh, Dolph Ziggler? I'm going to say Ziggler retains because Dean murders Seth. Yeah, but you can or, also... Have- or Dolph gets himself disqualified and then Dean murders Dolph. Or Seth wins and then Dean immediately fucking dirty deeds him and then makes a pick for championship. But why would he go after the Intercontinental Championship? Uh, because why not? Why the fuck did Seth Rollins go after it? Like, because it's a good title now. 
I, know, I will say... No, just the only one around because Brock Lesnar retired from existence. Yeah. Dean does have a history with the IC champ that you could... Or the IC title that you could bring back in. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm, I'm, I'm still saying Dolph retains. I'm going to say Seth. I haven't had a risky pick so far, so that's going to be my risky pick is Seth. I mean, you did go Baszler. That was pretty risky. Yeah. Um, Braun versus Kevin in a singles match where the winner gets the money in the bank contract. Uh, Kevin Owens. Thank you, Blake. Blake, stop breaking. I think Blake broke again, so I'm just going to say Kevin Owens while Blake is gone. And we'll just move on while we wait on Blake to come back. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, wait. Braun Strowman. Okay, he picked Braun Strowman. <laughs> it was Braun Strowman. Okay, thank you, Blake. Braun's gonna win now. He's gonna grab that point and be like, "I don't remember picking Braun." Shut up. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. Shut um, your whore mouth. The Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. <sighs> I don't fucking care. New Day? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> why not? I don't know why this keeps happening. It's okay, you Blake. You Braun Strowman. I just want to let you know. I know you picked Braun Strowman for the match. Um, actually. <laughs> no, we heard you. We heard it come out of your mouth. Braun Strowman. See, you just said it again. Okay. I'm assuming you two have already picked for this match. Yeah. Yeah, we've already picked. I'm going to say Kevin Owens gets the contract. Okay, so that's all three of us. Uh, Bludgeon and New Day. We both have New Day because just fuck it at this point. Mostly, I, think- I want to hear them do the five-time, five-time, five-time thing. I think the Bludgeon brothers will retain. All right, I'm done with that. Uh, AJ Styles versus Smojo. Uh, yeah, Joe's going to kill you. Yeah, Joe is going to kill you. Especially after the fucking, like, sick, demented mind games. Joe's going to kill you. Yeah, we are all agreed. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, Ronda? Ronda's going Ronda's going to kill you. Yep, that's, we just had two matches in a row where someone's going to murder the champion, and that's Ronda. So Ronda all around. Brock versus Roman Reigns. Guys, I've had a history. I think I'm the one who's been willing it into existence that Brock has kept this title for so long, and I'm sorry. So I'm just going to right now say WWE is going to give that fucking title to Roman Reigns. Please. Um, it's going to be Brock Lesnar. And then I'm going to be wrong about the Braun Strowman thing, and Braun Strowman's going to cash in. But Brock Lesnar is going to beat Roman Reigns because fuck Roman Reigns. Yeah. Roman. I also agree fuck the Roman Reigns, which is why I believe he's going to become championship for the shortest amount of time before Kevin Owens newly winning his thing cashes in after Brock kills Roman. Actually, no, here was my idea because, like, you don't want to see Brock Lesnar get pinned. It's Kevin Owens tries to pull the Seth Rollins and makes it a triple threat, but then immediately gets pinned by Roman. <laughs> that way, Brock doesn't get pinned! Yep. Um, actually, I am going to change my Seth and Dean pick 
for uh, or uh, for Ziggler winning. Roman wins the title. All of the Shield come out to celebrate. Dean fucking pulls out a knife and stabs them both. <laughs> grabs the title and just says, "It's mine now." I saw the Santa Claus. This is how it happens if you murder them. No, no, no. no Seth, Seth wins. He stabs both of them, takes both the titles, <laughs> runs off like the Hamburglar. <laughs> just pulls a fucking new jack. He just goes full new jack on him. But yeah, I, I think Roman's gonna get it. And I think it's gonna be a while for KO or Braun, whoever, to cash in. So, that's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You heard it here first, folks. But do you know where all of our fans need to be at, guys? John Cena. What? Handle <laughs> in the chat, or a gentle person, watermelon flavored toe, said John Cena. Oh, someone in the chat was just like, John Cena! So, I'm changing my prediction for who's going to win Roman versus Brock, guys. It's John Cena. I'm changing all my predictions. It's John Cena. It's all John Cena. It's John He's Cena all, all the it's, way it's, down. It's, it's John Cena all the way down. Yeah. Oh, man. But you know what's all the way down with me, guys? Uh, that shirt you're wearing? It's da- Well, it's a hoodie. It's actually a hoodie from merch.aloadofpurebs.com. But, yes! I'm down oh, with our comfy-ass oh, yeah. merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, guys. If you want to get merch for any BS Network program, you can over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. And, of course, we have stuff for the Fight Boys. We have stuff for the JWF. Support your favorite JWF wrestler, whether that be the Hammerman, Felix Ball, Momoa, Curry. Literally, literally no one. No, no one. one's favorite wrestler is the Hammerman. Take that shirt down immediately. It's an affront to nature. Hey, don't even start with me, boy. No one's favorite wrestler is uh, Felix Ball, is what you meant to say, actually. Um, but yeah, you can get shirts for all of them over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Is this finisher called the Black Ball? Oh, God, it should be, but I don't think so. But guys, is this, Wait, wait, is this submission hold called Blue Balls? Well, Blake, remind me of that. Or no, Tex Silves that so he'll remember when we record, when they record JWF. But like I was saying, guys, we were talking about SummerSlam. But that's not the biggest shindig of the summer. The biggest shindig of the summer is, of course, Summer Fest, which is why we got to turn things over to everyone's favorite commentator, Silver Spoon and Captain Tibbs. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I'm your host, Silver Spoon. Joined as always by the big, the pink party pony himself, Captain Tibbs. And it's a party we're having tonight, Silves, in the pink pony pub. That's right, Tibbs. And of course, we're getting ready for the biggest shindig of the summer, Summer Fest. And Tibbs, let me tell you something. We got an amazing card lined up right now. We got tons of amazing matches. We've got the Hammerman going on to face the Dylan for the captain's title. We have, uh, we've got all of these matches, but let me tell you something, Tibbs. Earlier today, you announced that a man who just returned to the JWF, Momoa Curry, has a match this Sunday against Scotty Moore, a man he's been having problems with. Uh, tell me about it. Scotty Moore, he's been talking some big talk recently. He called down the wrath of Momoa Curry. So you know what? I gave him a match. Oh, oh okay, that was it. Well, Tibbs, let me tell you something. I think... Wait, it's going to be the la- a last man standing match. 
<laughs> That's right, Tibbs. But I think Momoa Curry's got a little bit more to say. So let's go to the ring. Scotty Moore, you've called down the wrath of God. And now it's time for you to pay your penance. Because you've spent months and months systematically breaking the Ten Commandments of Curry. And I refuse to abide by that. Commandment one, thou shalt not worship any other gods before Momoa. And I know for a fact that you've been worshiping that JWF title for longer than you can admit, Scotty Moore. Commandment two, Thou shalt not use others in your quest for power. And now we all know how badly you've broken this commandment, Scotty. You've used your father, your best friend, and even called in a WWE has-been in your quest for glory, and you've still failed to attain that JWF title you love so much. Commandment three, thou shalt not insult the name of Momoa Curry, and well, we all saw how well you did that last week. Saying, I'm afraid of you? Saying, I fear you? I think everyone here knows all too well who's afraid, and it's you. It's you because you've systematically went against all of my commandments, leading up to commandment 10. Thou shalt not have any other gods before Momoa Curry. And well, Scotty, it seems that you're trying to steal my spot, as it were, eh? Trying to become the god of the JWF. Well, let me tell you something, son. Olympus is a high, high mountain, and I can't wait to throw you from the top of it. Because there is only one true god of the JWF, and it is Momoa Curry. That's why at Summerfest, Scotty Moore, I'm going to prove to you why I am the god and you are the worshiper at my feet. I'm going to leave you begging, groveling for mercy, and I'm going to make you atone for each and every commandment you've broken. One, two, three, all the way to ten because I don't want to pin you at Summerfest. I want to leave you a broken shell of a man and prove you that's exactly what you are, a man. So if you want the title of God, then come and take it, boy, because at Summerfest, it's going to be Last God Standing. Well, Tibbs, it looks like Momoa Curry is fired up for this match. Oh, wait! Scotty Moore coming into the ring out of nowhere, trying for a big SMG, but wait, Momoa Curry shoving him out of the way, and ooh, a big Momoan punch to the face. Tibbs, that cannot feel good. Not at all, Sills. I'm telling you, Scotty's jaw oh, looks like broke. Yeah, it looks like he's broken his jaw. Looks like Scotty trying his best to make it back to his feet, but wait, looks like Momoa setting up for it. That vicious fisherman spear, oh wait. Scotty Moore actually rolling out of the ring. A wise move, Tibbs. Let me tell you that right now. Yeah, you don't want to be in the ring with an angry god, let me tell you. That's right. I mean, let me tell you something. Scotty Moore looking terrified about this. I mean, 
going into this match, what do you think Scotty Moore's monsters like? I think Scotty Moore has just figured out firsthand what it means to break the Ten Curry Commandments. That's right, Tim. And of course, speaking of some other people who have had a lot of problems in the past, I mean, I'd like to talk about Canada Shark. I'm a boy you know all too well. My boy! Exactly. Your child, your boy, your son, who last week on War, we found out all too well about the history of Canada Charlie from his trainer, Felix the Wrecking Ball. Of course, telling us all about how he trained Charlie and has been disappointed in the type of wrestler that Charlie is. And since then, he's announced them to have an extreme rules match, a nautical rules match to take place at Summerfest. Tibbs, do you have any advice for Charlie going into that? All I have to say is, watch out for this dirty, dirty players, son. Listen, you're going to have to pull out every trick you got, and just don't let him catch you in that signature move. That's right, the, the old blue ball submission, he likes to call it. And then, of course, Tibbs, speaking of, speaking of matches, I want to talk about a match I am all too excited for, one you announced earlier today, where our tag team champions, the Rat Sension, are going to be taking on Bananas in Pajamas and what else but a ladder match. An absolutely vicious, devastating match you're putting these boys in. Of course, we all remember at Excessive Force, they had a hellacious Extreme Rules match, but Tibbs, do you think, do you think Bananas in Pajamas can survive this? Well, just listen to yourselves. I may not understand what they're saying half the time. A lot of that stuff might go over the captain's head. But they're really good in the ring. So whatever it is they're saying, it must be really good tactical advice. <laughs> That's right, Tips. And we actually sent one of our top interviewers backstage to interview Bananas and Pajamas ahead of this match. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald here with Bananas in Pajamas. Now, BNP, earlier today, Captain Tibbs approved for you to get your rematch at Summerfest. Of course, after Canada, Charlie unfortunately interrupted your earlier rematch against the Rat Sension, and t he's actually announced it to be a ladder match. Now, how do you react to that news? Oh, so you asking, you asking how we react? You, Donnie Boy McDonald, Mr. Mickey D's, Mr. Golden Arches, you're asking us how we react. Okay, Mr. McDonald, let us tell you how. Because you know something? Last month, the Rat Sension learned just how dangerous we are. Oh, yeah, Connor definitely learned it after we slammed him through that table. Let me tell you something right now. Hey, that's right, baby boy. He definitely felt that one in the morning, eh? <laughs> hey. Yeah, but this Sunday at Summerfest, they're going to learn that we ain't just dangerous. We are survivors. We're a couple of guys destined to climb out from that hole we were living in in the streets and come out all the way on top, quite literally speaking. You see, you see old McDonald, you see old McDonald had a farm, Joey and I, we just started out as, as two kids from the Bronx with nothing but a dream, you see? A dream to make it to the world of the JWF. A dream to become champions. And I knew I wouldn't do it without my brother, and I knew he wouldn't do it without me. So we scratched, and we clawed, and we climbed our way straight into that JWF locker room. 
Hey, hey, but we ain't done climbing yet. Where are we, Johnny boy? No, no. no. We had climbing and keep clawing and through people calling us jokes. People saying we look ridiculous. People thinking we were just curtain jerkers coming out here. Not important enough for a championship spot. And we climbed past all that bullshit. And we got our first championship shot last month. And this month, we, BNP, will reach that summit. We will reach the peak of our climb. And we will grab those titles and become the JWF Tag Team Champ. Oh my god, Tibbs! Looks like Connor and Victor coming from behind the rat sentient viciously attacking BNP from out of nowhere. Oh, already viciously assaulting Johnny, raining down fists as Connor, who, oh my god, the strength of the rat boy picking up Johnny and ooh, sending him straight into a trash can. And now it looks like they've turned their gaze to Joey, who, ooh, peppering him with vicious shots until, oh, it looks like they're setting up for it, Tibbs. That vicious, oh, fall of rats! Onto Joey, the pajamas body falling hard against that concrete tips. I don't know if they're going to be able to make it to Summerfest. That looks like it hurt bad. That's right, but wait a minute. It looks like McDonald's actually got a question for the Rat Sension. Well, Rat Sension, you certainly made it known tonight how you feel about the ladder match. But uh, could you tell us, do you have any, any plans for your match on Sunday? Any plans? You're asking the Rat Boy, the king of the rat babies. If I have a plan, our plan is simple, McDonald. Divide. And conquer. <laughs> well, Tibbs, I mean, it looks like looks like the rat centered are definitely showing off their vicious side ahead of this ladder match. I, I'm honestly afraid for bananas and pajamas safety. I don't know. I don't know what to tell these boys. They gotta they gotta get their heads out of their butts. They gotta get their heads in the game. That's, that's right, Tim. So let me tell you something. But if they do get their heads in the game, they may become champions this Sunday, but not if the rat sentient keep up this vicious streak, I'll tell you that right now. But speaking of champions, we of course we know we have the match for the captain's championship with Dylan versus the Hammerman. We have the tag championships, and then of course the JWF World Hammerman Boy. That's right, Tibbs. And then of course we have the JWF World Heavyweight Championship, where of course we're going to see Blake Tanner take on a man I I honestly never thought I'd see in a JWF ring. And of course that's the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, who debuted a few weeks back, defeating Scotty Moore in an absolutely vicious match to earn the number one contendership and it looks like they're going to go on to face each other at Summerfest. Tips, how do you feel about this match? Well, this is a match for the ages. This is something that you will only see once in a generation. Maybe even if you're that lucky. That's right, Tibbs. And I, let me tell you something. I think Blake Tanner, Blake Tanner has got a lot waiting for him ahead. He's got a legend to face, but Blake Tanner doesn't seem afraid and he's in our ring right now. Uh, sorry, hold on. I gotta put my phone away for a second. You see, the past few weeks, I've been getting bombarded with text, tweets, and even MySpace messages. I didn't even have a MySpace. How am I getting these? Anyway, all of these messages have basically been asking me the same exact thing. Blake, 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 
you're about to face one of the greatest heavyweight champions of all freaking time. What the hell are you going to do? Ric Flair, the legend, 16-time champion, holy bejesus. All right, slow down, hold on, take a minute and breathe, all right? Now, Ric Flair, he is a legend. One of the best in the business. One of the best of all time. Top tier A-plus level talent. 16-time champion. 16-time champion. And it's weird saying that. Because, you know, all that means to me is that Ric Flair lost 16 world championship matches. See, personally, I never understood why the number of title reigns a person has is so important. Why should we count every time a person held on to their titles for a day, a week, maybe even less? They may have been able to win the big one, but half of being a great champion that goes into the record books is holding on to your titles, people. After everything I've done to earn this title, I want to go to the grave with it around my waist. After everything I've done, I am not losing on Sunday. When I won this title, I drew a line in the sand, and I dared any wrestler to cross it and take it from me. When the VWO attacked me relentlessly night after night, I held that line. When Canada Charlie tried to step at me, I held the line. When Dylan, the scourge of the JWF, challenged me, I held the line. Scotty Moore tried to wear me down in an Iron Man match. He tried to take me outside the ring in a Falls Count Anywhere. And he even brought Ryback in to try and stop my indomitable streak. I held the line. Sunday at Summerfest, I will face Ric Flair, and I will hold the line. Then in the future, whenever Bruncher Boy stops sipping mimosas and he decides to cash in, well, you can pretty much guess what I'm going to do. Besides, you wouldn't want a guy like Ric Flair to become champion anyway. As soon as he wins, he'll stop showing up for work. We know people like his type. He'll start to get lazy. And then even the company itself will start to despise him. Because a person has that attitude, because that could happen to this wonderful, illustrious, beautiful, rat-faced title. I refuse to let it drop into Ric Flair's hands. You people deserve a champ to be proud of, and that's what I... Oh, Tibbs, looks like looks like Ric Flair coming out of the ring. I don't know if Rick is too exactly happy about the things Blake Tanner's saying about him. What do you think? Well, Sills, I, they say that people hate to hear the truth. That's right. Looks like Ric Flair coming in the ring, getting face-to-face with Blake Tanner. Let's hear what he's got to say. Big man, now listen to you. I know what you're saying. I know you're a smart kid, got your nose to the grindstone, and I know you've seen other champions. Other champions who aren't there every single week. Champions who the company decides to save for special moments. And that's because they are special entertainers. They are special attractions. They're not like you. 
You see, you have to come out to this ring every single week to maintain whatever it is this, this crowd feels about you. But see, special attractions like myself, we don't have to come out to the ring every single week. We will get cheered no matter how long we've been away. But you see, Blake Tanner, here's the problem with what you're saying. Back in the day, the old nature boy was just like Blake Tanner. When I was champ, I was just like you riding the highway up and down, wrestling matches every night, kissing the girls, and making them cry. You see, Blake Tanner, you and I, we're not as different as you like to think. In fact, back in the day, I think you'd make a damn fine horseman, but even the horsemen knew to never step to old, woo, slick Rick. Because I am the best in the business. I earned those 16 titles you just disrespected. And I earned them across the world. WWE, WCW, NWA. Everywhere I went, there was gold around my waist. Woo! I earned my spot. I earned these two Hall of Fame rings, and you know why? Because I am a kiss-stealing, woo-wheeling, dealing, limousine-riding, son of a gun. Yeah, yeah, we know, Rick. We get it. We've all heard it. We've heard it for 30 years. Give it a rest. We've seen it. We've heard it. We bought the damn T-shirt. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Now, Rick, I might not be much of a jet flyer. Probably only rode in a limousine once, maybe twice. But I will tell you that you're right. I do see a lot of similarities between you and me. Because I will tell you that to win this championship, I've had to do my fair share of wheeling and dealing. I know what it takes to hold this goal around your waist. I, be- I feel like... I've been living the dream that you created, Ric Flair. I even hope to join you in that Hall of Fame one day. But you and I both know that there's only one way to get into the Hall of Fame. And that's by having a career worthy of being legendary. And I'm going to cement my legacy, the legacy of the B, as a legend. This Sunday, when I beat you in the middle of this ring and retain my JWF championship. And remember, Rick, to be the champ, woo, you gotta beat the champ, big man. And there's nobody better than Blake Tanner. Woo! Well, Tibbs, Blake Tanner certainly with a, a vicious display right there. I mean, let me tell you something, Blake Tanner is, of course, right. I mean, if he beats Ric Flair this Sunday, it could be the beginning of a legendary career. This is a make-or-break moment for Blake Tanner. What do you think? I'll have to agree, Sills. Blake Tanner, he's got a vicious streak about him when, when his title, when opportunities like that come. And this is an opportunity that you get only once in a lifetime. That's right, Tim. And remember, speaking of once in a lifetime, this Sunday will be a once-in-a-lifetime chance to catch... 
Summerfest, the greatest shindig of the summer, where you can see Blake Tanner take on Ric Flair, Momoa Curry versus Scotty Moore in a, a last God's Standing match, a ladder match between the Rat Sension and Bananas and Pajamas for the JWF tag titles. We get to see Felix Ball make his debut in the JWF, taking on Canada Charlie in a nautical rules match, and then of course Tibbs, it's your boy, the Hammer Man taking on the Dylan for the captain's title. Tibbs, are you excited? I can't wait. That's hey, right. Boy. That's right, Tibbs. And remember, if you want to check it out, make sure to turn tune into the official BS Network YouTube channel this sun Sunday because it's the greatest shindig of the summer. It's Summerfest, and it's coming at you next time. Hey, yeah. Dylan, did you enjoy your break? Yeah, it was real nice. <laughs> every, every few minutes I'd look over and be like, oh, Dylan's cleaning up his room. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a box full of beer bottles, and I was like, all right, Stone Cold, calm down. <laughs> all right, so, boys, it's been an episode. What did you learn this week? I learned that the, uh, the only hope that Dean Ambrose has of winning another title in WWE is by killing um, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins in the middle of the ring. A and pull A literal stabbing. <laughs> I learned that if you feel something on your shoulder, don't look. <laughs> and I learned that, come on, Chikara, welcome. Chikara boys, come on, yay. The only thing is, like, Chikara... Did you know Chikara was full of fight boys? <laughs> Chikara, I, that's what I learned. No, Chikara's so, like, family-friendly that they're gonna look at our show once and be like, no. I... I cuss way too much for my Quackenbush to ever allow his people on this show. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, so everyone, Dylan can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Blake, where can they find you? At Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Video on YouTube, where we make video game video videos. That's right, and you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, that's S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, and make sure to buy all my books on Amazon, the Queasel Corp Trilogy, BS versus the Gods, they're all available for you, or if you're too lazy to read, if you don't want to read, if you don't have the time, and you just want to hear me read a book to you, then go to audibletrial.com slash BS Network, pick you up a free 30-day trial of Audible, and with that, you can get a free copy of Queasel Corp or Queasel Corp Risen. BS vs. the Gods should be out soon as well, available on Audible. Or, of course, if you want other books, you can by going to audibletrial.com slash BS Network. And, of course, make sure to check out all the other BS Network programs online at a load of purebs.com. We've got Fun Fiction, the show where me and my buddy Brenna, we check out uh, different movies or shows, and then we read fan fiction about it and even write our own. And then, of course, Opposite Attractions, where me and Jim Murphy try to build our own theme park. And then, of course, if you've liked these, mo if you didn't like Dylan, check out a load of BS, which is just me and Blake not talking wrestling instead, just kind of being dicks for an hour is that a good representation of what we are listen if they would like that show then why wouldn't they like me <laughs> yeah exactly fair point um and then of course the moving beer bottles out of your room late at night it's a load of bs <laughs> and uh of course remember if you're watching on youtube rate comment subscribe leave some predictions for Summerfest. what do you guys think is gonna go down who do you think's gonna win if you don't say i'm gonna win you suck if you don't say blake's gonna win you're wrong uh, say that Hammerman's going to win, then I know someone who will be very happy to meet you. He will be yeah, very happy to beat you as well. So, hey, Hammerman, call that guy. 
<laughs> so make sure to rate, comment, subscribe, do all of that lovely stuff. We love getting feedback from you guys. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs>